Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We've got Scott Sanders on the line. So, Scott, uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Scott, right off the bat, there was so much talk last Friday uh, when the announcement came that Skeens would be pitching against Tulane. And listen, nobody knows his team better than the manager uh, or the pitching coach and Skeens himself. Um, you being a former major league pitcher, uh, it, it seemed it, it worked out right. It, it worked out perfect at that particular point. But there was so much talk about it. Your thoughts on how um, Jay was able to work his pitching staff, and it really came through big for him. Yeah, it did. You know, the funny thing was, you know, everybody, when they kind of rolled him out, it was kind of weird because uh, everybody's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, but obviously Jay did his homework with the weather. And the one thing you don't want to do is throw Paul Skeens out there for two innings, like what happened to Ty Floyd. And then, you know, next thing you know, or you bump him to Sunday and then he gets bumped to Monday. So, you know, everything worked out. And uh, sometimes sometimes you trust your gut and some, a lot of times your gut's the right, the, the right thing to trust. Now, uh, Scott, uh, educate me here because I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. You know, uh, you look at Nolan Ryan and who's throwing 100 miles an hour. Obviously, that catches a lot of people's uh, attention. But uh, with Paul Skeens, have you witnessed, or uh, you could probably say, oh, yeah, Bobby, that happens more often than you think. But, like, whether it's your first pitch or your first handful of pitches or you're throwing 120 pitches, you're still able to hit, like, basically 100 miles an hour. Cause it, 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 wouldn't it, it? It seems like you'd wear down some and you're not throwing that hard. Explain that to me. Yeah, you, yeah, I know it's funny, you know, because, honestly, you don't very rarely see – someone 21 years old that throws 98 to 101 and can really control it. Now you see guys that, that throw that hard and they're always at this age a little wild, you know? So what, what he's doing is really, really incredible because the one thing he has for him, obviously he's a big, strong hit, 6'5", 245, 250, whatever you want to call it. He's, he's literally a defensive end on the mound, you know? And, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, so he's the type, you know, those big guys, they just some, I mean, he's in shape, you know, obviously they have big guys who are out of shape who, who tire quick, but, He's a guy that I see at times, you know, it, 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 he just gets stronger sometimes as the game, game goes on. And obviously, he, he obviously always pitches with a lot of confidence, and that's one thing I love about him. You know, I mean, he knows when he walks on that field that he is the best player, you know, in, 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 the, in the arena, and he goes out and tries to prove it every night. But uh, it's just his size, strength, and it, it repeats his mechanics really well for as big as he is. And that's another thing. You know, most guys that are that big, that strong, it's really hard for them to repeat their mechanics because – they're not always the most athletic, right? You know what I mean? And, uh, right. you know, uh, so it, but he's just big, strong, athletic, and he's just, I, I, I call him, he's a dog. You know what I mean? When he gets on that mound, he's a dog, and man, he's, 
he's coming to, he's coming to take he's coming to take your lunches what he's coming to do every 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 time he gets out there Scott uh, this catcher position <laughs> you know if you got the team bus loaded and you ask, okay, who wants to play catcher? Uh, uh, they're going to unload that. They ain't going to be nobody. And they might be one, but basically you unload the bus on it. The, the strides trading, uh, Hayden Travinsky has made as a catcher, as a defender. I mean, he's, he's eons better than he was a year ago. But, you know, everybody talks about the bat. And he is as hot a hitter right now as anybody in college baseball but the strides he's made as a catcher defensively, I think that's what sort of has jumped out at me throughout the year. Well, is it because he's healthy, Scott, or what? It's a combination of a few things. Number one, he's healthy, you know, which he hadn't been very often in his career. I don't think he's ever had a, a healthy fall ever in his years at LSU. Um, number two, he's obviously have a lot of confidence with his bat, right? So sometimes the bat can carry over. When you're not hitting – and you try to catch, sometimes that can cross, that crosses over and it doesn't. You know, you just thought about you struck out with the bases loaded. You know, you struck out six out of the last seven times. So you kind of lose a little bit of, you know, a little bit of focus, right? And next you know, it's a ball to the backstop. But when you, you're locked in like he is, you know, he's, he's number one, he's getting chance to catch often, you know, back-to-back-to-back games, which he has never done in his career. You know, he would literally maybe, I don't before this year, I've seen him catch you know a handful of games, but it's like one a week. You know, so when you play when you play one a week, you can you can work all you want in a bullpen, try to get better defensively. But until you get into the line of fire, that's how it you know you really get better. And it just comes with, with reps. And but I think a lot of it has to do confidence. I mean, he really feels good about himself right now. And I'm I'm so excited for that kid because he's worked his tail off you know here for four years and it's showing. Now, uh, uh, Scott, how does this come into play? Because, uh, you know, like even in football, whatever, you might play a team a couple of times in a season. Uh, but you look, uh, they're familiar with one another. Uh, LSU won two or three against Kentucky and Baton Rouge in April. Uh, you know, they've had Kentucky's number because you think LSU baseball, they've had 57 wins, 32 losses. And, and, and uh, so basically, but does that come into play considering that LSU 10 run ruled them? And then you look, uh, Kentucky didn't pout or get discouraged. They won the second game, and then it was a 7-6 type game in, in game three. So uh, I think Kentucky's coming into Baton Rouge say we can beat the Tigers. Yeah, I definitely think they will. Uh, they're going to come here knowing that they can compete, right? Obviously, the key is going to be none of these kids have ever been in the Super Regional, right? They have played in the box, which right. helps, right? But. Playing in the box in April is different than playing in the box in the Super Regional. You know, I mean, it's a lot more pressure, a lot more, you know, the, the spotlights on everybody. But, you know, the one thing that, that I'm really interested to see, I'm really interested to see if, if Kentucky's, if they're going to throw an ace on Friday or if they're going to pitch off on Friday and say, hey, we'll give them the first one and then we'll come back with our two best chances to win, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, on Saturday, you know, against Skeens. Right. Maybe pitch off on yeah. Saturday against Skeens and say, we're going to keep our two best for Sunday and Monday. That's what finds. That's what is going to intrigue me to see how they do it. Because obviously, the one thing about college baseball, a lot of times you only face a team once in a year. Well, Skeens is the only team Skeens has faced twice is Arkansas. Second time against Arkansas, you remember what they did? They chased him in like three and the third innings, right? So these guys are going to get into the box, knowing what he has, facing him already. So that is going to be a little advantage that they have against Skeens. But uh, but but I still like his chances, you know, with the, with, the, with his arsenal of pitches. Scott, oh. Throwing it to another matter now, man. I know you got to be proud of the Colonels and what Mike Silva has done for Nickel State uh, baseball, man. Two years, get this team into the big dance, and they gave Alabama everything they wanted. But your evaluation, being a former major league pitcher of Jacob Myers, it was a kid a year ago. 
Uh, he had no offers on the table. He got recommended to Mike, and they bring him from Santa Maul. And he was unbelievable uh, for the Colonels. He wins the Collegiate News uh, Freshman of the Year as a pitcher. Your thoughts on, on Myers as a pitcher? And he he's shows some erraticism from time to time. But, man, the big guy can hum it. I mean, he is really impressive as a pitcher. And I think a year ago, man, nobody would have said Jacob Myers would be at this level. No one. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You know, I, I, the, the story I've heard, obviously, Jody Amity is a good friend of mine. He's the one that actually called Mike Silver and says, hey, Mike, you got to come see this kid, right? He's a perfect uh, a perfect person for, like, Nichols, right? Tall frame, really good arm, got a really good – he's got a fastball like Ty Floyd, right? It really carries through the zone, got a high spin rate, right? So guys swing under it, a lot of swing and misses. But, you know, what he went out and did this year, he got cut, I think, as a sophomore from his high school team. Sure Didn't did. quit, went out and played summer ball, got better, you know, and then basically pitched Santa Maul to the state championship and didn't end up losing. They lost in the championship. But, and, and like you said, nobody won him. Not, not even junior colleges, not even any high schools, Division two, Division three. And he's got the fastball, you know, and, and he, he can get erratic. But it was kind of what I was telling you earlier about, about Skeens. You know, Skeens has that body control. Sometimes Jacob just – he gets out of, his, out of his mechanics, you know, and, and he's still – his breaking ball is really good at times. And when he doesn't command it, he throws fastballs. But I'll be honest, he throws 85% fastballs, and you see what he did this year. But uh, when I read that news today, I, man, I had the biggest smile on my face because what Mike's done there with the Colonels has been amazing. He's he's turned that program around, and he's got those kids playing hard. You know, they show up to the park, they play hard, and I'll be honest, I thought they had Alabama right where they want them, and, man, it was just they needed a couple more outs and one more run. But I was so proud of those guys, and they had a heck of a season. Now, uh, you know, Scott, were you surprised because, you know, we, we love Southeastern Conference uh, baseball, but – uh, two of the four national seeds from the SEC, Arkansas and Vanderbilt, got eliminated. Why is that? Uh, talk about underachieving. Uh, now you look at TCU, how hot they are. I mean, they waxed Arkansas. But uh, I think that could be a dark horse considering uh, where, where TCU is at and how hot they are. But were you surprised that Arkansas and Vanderbilt not moving on? I was very shocked, to be honest. You know, I saw they kind of lost, and I was like, God, ah, it's going to be okay. They're going to come back to the loser's bracket. And, you know what? And they didn't. And that's the one thing about, you know, when you get into double elimination tournaments, the pressure becomes so much bigger, right? So this weekend at the box is basically another double elimination tournament, but it's only two teams, you know? And uh, so right. that's what I was saying earlier about Kentucky. The pressure, you know, there's, you know, you know a Saturday, Sunday's guaranteed, but Monday's never not guaranteed. You know what I mean? So you can, sometimes you lose Saturday. You're going on Sunday. You're literally playing for your season. You know what I mean? So guess what? I'm going to be a little tighter. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to do a little bit more. And that's when teams get in trouble. But, uh, but, yeah, but, but, but Vanderbilt was really surprising. Arkansas kind of surprised me. You know, I think they had some, they, they finished strong. And that's what, what kind of surprised me most is they, they did play good towards the end. But I tell you, the team to watch, in my opinion, is Florida. You know, they, nobody's really talking about them, but they got the pitching, they got solid hitting. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, it's not going to be easy, but you know they they, they went into eliminate they went into a Monday game and you know were almost out of pitching into a shutout. You know what I mean? So they they have a deep deep staff, but it's going to be interesting. But still, man, I watched Wake Forest some and Wake Forest some last weekend, and they 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 yeah. are all that they advertise. So, yeah, that's you know, what I was going to ask you, uh, Scott. Wake As Forest uh, proved yep. worthy of the number yeah. one seed. Uh, Tom Walters, uh, the Demon Deacons. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, the – now you have to look at the opponent. But they outscored their first three opponents 48-7. to seven. Uh, They were batting yeah. as a t- team 376, uh, 503 on-base percentage. And they allowed uh, 4.7 hits per nine innings. They struck out 50. 
So uh, it, it looks like uh, that boy, and, and I hope I, I never cheer for Alabama, but now Alabama's truly an underdog, uh, you know, <laughs> going to Wake Forest. Yeah, I'll be, I'm not gonna lie. I would love, I would love to see since you know since Alabama won that region Nichols, and I would love to see him upset Wake Forest, but I don't like their chances. Uh, but you never know. Baseball is a really wacky sport. You know, if you, if you show up the right time and pitch and, and, and hit and play defense and, you know, get that momentum going your way, sometimes, like I said, in the double elimination, two-team tournament, anything can happen. Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, bud. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking next week about the Tigers, too. That's right. Yeah, That's going right. to Omaha. <laughs> Thank right. Let's go to Omaha. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it, buddy. That was Scott Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher. We didn't get a chance to talk about his son, Cam, who's still pitching in uh, the minors and AAA ball for the Cubs. But uh, uh, Scott feels as though he's just a step away from, from pitching in the majors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.